That's what the eight does. It awakens in us the possibility that we can manifest, that we can make things happen. If they could do it, why can't we? From Nat's Numbers, I'm Nat, and this is the Numerology Chick Podcast. Let's decode the superpowers in your chart and in the people around you to create magic, synchronicity, and empowerment in your life. This is episode 82, and this is your March 2021 numerology guide. You know what's crazy? Usually, I write and record these episodes about four to seven days before the first of the month. So far, every single forecast of 2021, I have recorded it on the first day of the month. We're in a five universal year. It's a year of speed, momentum, progress. It's the feeling like things are moving really, really fast, which is a good thing. But it's hard to have time to fit everything in, right? I'm glad, though, because I'm able to speak to the energy that we're stepping into because I'm in it. I'm knee-deep in it right now with you. I cannot wait to share with you all of the details of this powerful month, this month that is all about literally power, authority, manifestation, knowing that you have the ability to influence your reality. So stay tuned. Now, first off, as always, I want to offer up my gratitude to all of you. Thank you to those of you who donated to the podcast this past month. Thank you to my dear Priscilla. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Animistic Art. Your support means so much to me. And if you find the Numerology Chick Podcast helpful, if it inspires you and you want to support this work, you can share it with friends and family. You can donate. There's always a link in the show notes to do so. And actually, it helps out a lot if you rate it over on your podcast app. I want to read a review over on iTunes by X-Men Mommy. She said, I'm new to numerology, just about a month. I feel like I've connected more to the great beyond than I have my whole life. And that's not for the lack of trying. It feels right. This is life-changing. Thank you for your words. Thank you for your spirit. I can't wait to continue listening and becoming ever more enlightened on my life's path. Sincerely, a first-time listener. Thank you so much for that generous and beautiful review. I appreciate you. All right, thank you for being here with me, and now it's time to dive into the episode. So here we are, an eight universal month in numerology. Now, typically, the eight is thought of as a month of power, manifestation of authority, right? But what it's really about is the power, manifestation, success, and authority that comes from you stepping in to your leadership. Like the moon pulls the tides, the eight attempts to pull out of you the power 
to step into your own authority and to go for what you actually want. Like, really go for it. Not just in thought or belief, but in execution. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that we're all confronted with in a five universal year, in an eight universal month. How does one step into their power when they are surrounded by what seems to be low standards? Are you nodding your head? So I'm obsessed with this old 80s movie called The Working Girl. I think it was 1988 that it came out. And I loved it when I was a little girl. And I thought of it a couple weeks ago. And I watched it for the first time in a long time. And I realized the reason that I was obsessed with this movie was because I'm an eight life path. Now, I didn't know that when I was a little girl. But the main character, Tess McGill, played by Melanie Griffith, is the perfect personification of the eight. The CEO, the authority, a person who is driven and ambitious to be a powerful source of leadership in their own lives. So the opening scene is Tess commuting with her girlfriend from Staten Island to the city. And it's Tess's 30th birthday. Her friend has this little cupcake on the ferry And she says, Tess, do you have a wish? And Tess blows out the candles and and looks off into the distance and says, yeah, yeah, I do. Now, one would think that this beautiful young woman, maybe her wish was for a soulmate or a big house or kids or world peace. No, she was wishing for professional success to finally proved to herself that her hard work was going to pay off. That she could rise into an executive position, a position of power. That she can move from the bottom of the bottom to the top. She gets to work. She's a stockbroker's secretary. You could tell that she's intelligent, hardworking, committed, She has the most innovative and incredible ideas in the world of finance. But wherever she goes, she confronts low standards. Standards meaning a level in life that's considered normal and acceptable, and low standards meaning that a low quality of living is deemed acceptable. For instance, her boyfriend Mick He wants her to be that like local kind of domestic Staten Island girl, right? He's irritated by her ambition, by her intelligence, by her big ideas. He doesn't even want to talk about it. She's treated like a bimbo by her boss and male coworkers. After getting hit on by another perspective, boss Tess quits. Everywhere she goes, she's confronted by the low standards of others around her, of the environments that she's in. Do you relate to this? Are you facing low standards around you? Do you want to give up? Don't. 
To have high standards, you have to face defeat in the land of low standards. You can't be successful in the land of low standards if you want what you want, if you want to up-level, if you want to grow, if you want to move beyond where your friends and family have been, if you want to truly realize your dreams. So after quitting another job, her friend at the staffing agency says, Tess, girl, there isn't any room at the top for local girls like us. But Tess says, I'm not going to give up. While her friends have been partying and hanging out at night, having fun, Tess has been going to night classes. She's been going to speaking classes. She is committed. So the staffing agency gives her one last chance. They assign her as an administrative assistant to Katherine Parker, played by Sigourney Weaver. And she's this like regal, pantsuit, young leader associate in the mergers and acquisitions department at a different company. And oh my gosh, something awakens in Tess on that first day. When she meets Katherine Parker, you can see that for a moment, She's glimpsing what is possible. Another woman who's also just turning 30, who is a leader in a whole office, if she can do it, why can't I? That's what the eight does. It awakens in us the possibility that we can manifest that we can make things happen. If they could do it, why can't we? So Catherine Parker goes on a skiing vacation and breaks her leg and she calls Tess and she says, please Tess, you must step in and take over. You must go to my house. You must take care of all these business things. So, so Tess goes to her house because she admires her mentor, she tries on her clothes, she wears her perfume, she reads her journal entries. <laughs> she sits at her desk at work. She starts talking like her. Like you might think that this is a little bit weird and criminal, but but it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor for what happens when we begin to awaken to the possibility that we can become the person that is manifesting the things that we want in our lives. If we just learn how to wear the clothes, how to wear the perfume, how to play the part, then anything's possible, right? Well, in going through her boss's stuff, she finds out that her boss had taken one of Tess's incredible, innovative ideas and stole it calling it her own. Man, Tess is defeated. She goes home that night on the verge of tears to find her boyfriend Mick in bed with another woman. To have high standards, you have to face defeat in the land of low standards. You cannot be successful there because if you were, you would be resigned to mediocrity. Something clicked in Tess. Something clicks in us when we are fed up. 
It's very typical when we're in a five cycle like this five universal year, right? Sometimes a catalyzer for change, for going to the next level, for moving, for growing, for going for something that we never would have gone for before. It happens by virtue of being fed up. When we realize that no one in our world, not our peers, our family, our loved ones, our our mentors, our community, that no one's going to lift us up into our dreams, we realize it's up to us. That's the eight. Becoming the CEO, the leader, the manifester of our own dreams. You don't get anything in this world by waiting for what you want to come to you. You make it happen. That's what Catherine Parker told Tess. So Tess has this fire underneath her, and throughout the rest of the movie, while Catherine is gone recovering, Tess plays the part of the CEO. She wears the clothes. She creates alliances. She makes business deals with everyone thinking that she is the mastermind behind it all, not the night school Staten Island girl, because, well, she is. She is the mastermind behind it all. And by the end of the movie, of course, she gets the job. She gets the dreamy guy. And Catherine's betrayal is smoked out. Good always wins in the end. So how does this relate to you and to this month of March, this eight universal month? All of us, are faced with low standards when we are about to up-level. All of us are faced with being fed up that things aren't better, that things aren't moving, that things aren't growing. And that's a very, very good sign because it's usually at that point that you have the choice. You can either step into the role of the CEO authority of your dreams or you can just become the extra in the movie of your reality. I've crafted this month's numerology challenge to make sure that you do the creator part, that you do not become the extra, but you become that main character CEO. I've crafted the challenge to take Tess's manifestation secrets within the movie and apply them into your life. All right, get a pen and paper handy or open up the notepad on your phone. Here's the challenge. Number one, you got to make a wish. Just like tested at the very beginning of the movie, which wasn't a coincidence, right? What change do you want to manifest this month? Now, I got to preface this by saying that whatever this wish is, you need to allow yourself to want something bigger than before. It's got to be something that excites you, but scares you a little bit. And write it down, get clear, get specific. Maybe you want to improve your income by $5,000 a month. Maybe you want to manifest that incredible promotion that you've been eyeing. Maybe it's a feeling. Maybe you want to feel incredible confidence 
to go out there in the world, maybe in the dating world, and approach new people. Maybe you want to manifest uh, an incredible partner, the kind of partner that you've always dreamed about. Write it down. I am telling you from working with my clients, you would be surprised at how many of us do not even do this step. We don't even allow ourselves to want what we want. Why? I mean, look at Tess's life. Every single person in her environment was telling her she couldn't make it. There was even a scene, <laughs> there was even a scene where her best friend, Joan Cusack, was played by Joan Cusack. Her best friend was trying to get Tess to go back with Mick after he cheated on her. Like, poor guy, come on, give him another chance. She was surrounded by people who were normalizing things that weren't healthy, that weren't up to par with what she knew was possible, with what was right around the corner. Make the wish. The wish is your North Star. The wish is what's going to keep you grounded in your own honor and integrity. This wish is what's going to prevent you from going back down into the mode of the victim. Okay. Step number two of the March numerology challenge. What four bold action steps are going to get you closer to manifesting this? Now listen. Tess was not a dreamer. She was a dreamer and she was a practical, hardworking woman. She was picking up the phone. She was going to meetings. She was investigating, researching, reaching out, doing things that she never did before. She was taking bold action like she was the CEO. If you were the kick-butt CEO of your dream, what items would you write down on your to-do list? Chances are, they're going to be things that you've been procrastinating on, things that you've been scared of doing. Write them down. Brainstorm as much as you can into a list and choose the four things that excite you and kind of scare you a bit. Remember, these are bold action steps that get you closer to manifesting the thing that you wrote down in step number one. And then the last step. This is very important. Execute them. <sighs> in my private practice, this is actually where so much of my coaching comes in handy. People need support in developing the courage and the bravery and having the support to execute on these things. It isn't enough to have great ideas, to think of your dream, and then to even brainstorm on how to start to make it happen. You have to go and execute them. <laughs> have you ever noticed in movies um, the part where you get most inspired are those montage moments. Do you know what I'm talking about? So like they play that soundtrack music and you see the main character like working out, um, you know, for the big event, you know, they're jogging and they're doing push-ups and they're doing sit-ups and like you get, you get up out of your chair after that movie and you want to go make that stuff happen, right? Or maybe it's that movie montage moment where you see the person packing up all of their stuff. 
driving to a new town or to a new land, right? (laughs) The reason why those movie montage moments are so inspiring is because you are watching that person execute new, bold actions. The reason why you get that butterfly feeling in your chest and you get so inspired is because that is where the magic spell goes out into the universe. It's the execution. So take these four things, these four bold action steps from step number two and put them in your calendar. One a week. One a week, every week in March. And if you do this, you are not going to recognize your month by the time we hit April 1st. All right. This was a little bit of a long one. (laughs) I appreciate you guys so much. I appreciate you guys so much. So if you want to join me in making this month a month where we up-level, where we heighten our standards and we manifest big, please go over to the blog and let me know if you're going to join me. And remember, I am always here for you if you want to have a one-on-one session. So there's always a link in the show notes to schedule work with me. I appreciate you so much. If you want to join me in this March numerology challenge, where we are going to make this a month of powerful manifestation, of heightening our standards, even if our environment isn't. Head over to the blog and let me know. Comment and tell me that you are joining me in this magic. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, if you want to have a one-on-one session with me or book an eight-week program where we go over every number in your chart, and how to activate these numbers for incredible confidence and success, there is always a link in the show notes to enroll and to book. I'll talk with you guys again really soon.